welcome to another Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now, coming up on this episode, five times Juno nominee and seven times Canadian Folk Music Award-winning Mando Maestro Andrew Collins sits down with us at the Folk Music Ontario Conference to chat about his music. And he also plays three songs live for us. It's a great interview. You definitely want to stay tuned for that. We also check out new music from Anne Janelle, The Rough and Tumble, Faris and Jason, The Fugitives, and Susie Vinnick. And we're starting off with this song. This is Gwyneth Glynn with What's a Girl to Do? You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Thank you. 
lights turned off were you alone how did you know the road to walk did someone take you by the hand and lead you through the dark we started dreaming young to pass the time away i thought our paths were bound to cross one but I didn't see the lightning Then I missed the rainbow I turned my head around too late Time is like an arrow Always headed for tomorrow Time didn't My blonde hair swept into a nest And tonight I wear my very favorite fancy flowing dress We could have danced to a country song The one about the love that didn't have the chance to go wrong Dreaming young to pass the time away I thought our paths were bound to cross one day But I didn't see the lightning Then I missed the rainbow I turned my head around too late Time is like an arrow Always headed for tomorrow Time didn't wait see the lightning then I missed the rainbow I turned my head around too late time is like an arrow always headed for tomorrow time didn't Says you're doing better. Everybody here says you're doing better, better than who? Cause if it's better than me, then it's better for you. Minneapolis got me thinking about you. That was ever 
I won't have to lie Say I didn't see you I still turned and ran away When I last saw you Seems you didn't much care To walk on my way to Make the devil to blame But we share a name And it was never better for you I got my first love After our time I got my reasons And you're doing fine If you were the best mistake of my life You can do better We did alright If we were the only mistake of our lives We did
Hi, this is Phil Henry. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. Welcome back to Folk Roots Radio. We started off the hour with Welsh poet, writer and folk singer Gwyneth Glynn with the song What's a Girl to Do from her first solo album Tro. And Tro means turn in the Welsh language. And Tro is a beautiful album featuring a mix of original and traditional compositions with 10 songs in Welsh and three in English. We followed that with cellist turned songwriter Anne Janelle with James Hill on the song Time to Go. And that's from Anne's new Roots to Synth Pop album, I Didn't Want to Break It. And after that, we listened to Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler as the Rough and Tumble with their song Better For You from their new album, We Made Ourselves a Home When We Didn't Know. And you can find an excerpt of an interview with Mallory and Scott in episode 364 of Folk Roots Radio or head to the website at folkrootsradio.com to listen to the whole thing. And finally, from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, we listened to feminist vocal group Rosie and the Riveters with their song Laboem from their new album Misbehave. Now we just recorded an interview with Alexis Normand from Rosie and the Riveters and you'll be able to find that on the website again at folkrootsradio.com and we'll be bringing it to a future episode of the show so definitely stay tuned for that. And in the background it's Colorado multi-instrumentalist Casey Groves with an instrumental version of her song Annabelle and that's from her latest album Happy Little Trees. Next up, mandolin maestro Andrew Collins sits down with us at the 2017 Folk Music Ontario Conference to chat about his music. And he also plays three songs live, starting off with this one. This is Andrew Collins with a live version of Banish Misfortune. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Thank you. 
That's Andrew Collins with Banish Misfortune. Played live for Folk Roots Radio mm-hmm. at the Folk Music Ontario Conference. I feel rather lucky having Andrew join me on the radio again. I had a chance a few months ago to talk to him about his wonderful album, and it was good, the fabulous concept album based around the story of a well-known book, and I think that was Genesis from the Bible. Yeah, that's right. It's a bestseller. Yeah, it's a bestseller. (laughs) I I have to say, I mean, I'm a true fan. I love watching you play mandolin, and it's so effortless. It just blows my mind. It's like... Okay, is he warming up or is he actually playing something? Uh, (laughs) Because it almost seems like that. Well, uh, it's not effortless. (laughs) Lots and lots of effort. has gone into it for sure. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, did you find that when you first picked up a mandolin, it just felt the right instrument for you? I mean, you must have started on guitar, did you? No, I I kind of started on mandolin. Like, I'd had guitars a, a few different times growing up, and I'd practice for a week or two and then lose interest and I'd collect dust and I'd get rid of it and then get another guitar like four years later and did that a few times but when i started playing mandolin it's the first time that i i wanted to play mandolin for years before i finally broke down and bought one i just didn't think based on my experience with the guitar that i would keep up practicing and i didn't want to be you know crappy at it so it just kept me from getting one for years and then finally i just the circumstances were right i was living as a ski bum and whistler and had some friends in vancouver that were just sort of they were good musicians, but sort of getting started in bluegrass. So it was like a safe environment to sort of cut my teeth. And I broke down and I bought a mandolin. And what I discovered was that all these times I was trying to play guitar, I was lacking an outlet to for the practice to go somewhere. And so I'd lose interest, but not because I actually didn't like practicing. It's because it got boring because I never had the outlet for it. And then when I started playing mandolin and had this outlet for jamming and and practicing with people it just took over my life and then i practiced eight hours a day for many many years and then probably the fact that you became so proficient at the mandolin suddenly you become the person that everybody wants to play with them right is that one of the things i don't know you know i I think you know when, when i first started like everyone i was a total rank beginner and i sucked just like everyone does when they don't know how to do something um and when i moved back to toronto um, i went to high school with chris cool who's a person that exposed me to this music in the first place and uh it was him and a couple other guys dan whiteley and chris quinn that were kind of the bluegrass scene in in toronto but they were like at such a high level of proficiency that i just was moving back here to be like a close to it and you know maybe take lessons and they just took me in and it i don't think they could see how dedicated i was but like you know when tempos got up it was still out of my ability at first there but they just like you know took me in and and threw me into the fire right away and it that definitely helped my improvement curve it's just when i consider your level of proficiency and then you know, I read this line in your bio, you know, five times Juno nominee and seven times Canadian Folk Music Award winning Mando Maestro. I mean, it, it, it's, it's somewhat mind-blowing to, to have achieved that and still be, I would regard as being relatively young. Oh, uh, well, that's very musician. generous of yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like to butter up the people I love. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 so I mean, it's, you must be really pleased to have, you know, develop this niche because you know, you know, you're not just known as a 
as a very accomplished musician, you're also a producer and an engineer. Yeah. Uh, you do a hell of a lot of other stuff at the same time. Yeah, and they all are feeding the same love for this. And, and you know, bluegrass is a very technically demanding music. Uh, high tempos and fast melodies and intricate playing. So people that are good at bluegrass music have all this facility. And so if you took that and started exploring other styles of music that also require that, like jazz music or classical music, you're not starting from absolute zero. You've got the, all this facility and then have just a vocabulary to learn. And just by virtue of this style of music being an exploration of all these different styles, it definitely stands out. And, you know, we're lucky that for that. So, you know, it is instrumental music, so we definitely get noticed for playing instrumental stuff. <laughs> but, you know, being, being a member of, you know, you've got your own trio, the Andrew Collins trio. Yep. You're a member of the Foggy Hogtown Boys, who kind of have legendary status around Toronto. And whenever they go out into the province to play, you're also, you've got the, uh, the Creaking Tree uh, string quartet. I always kind of wonder... You know, in Canada, you've really developed this niche on the mm -hmm. mandolin. What about when you go down into the States, you know, and, and get with some of the bluegrass players down there? You know, I feel like we're really welcomed, for sure. This year is kind of, for the Andrew Collins trio especially, this is really just the big, the first year that we've been touring in the States. And we have actually a lot of touring in the U.S. coming up over the next year. And it's great. We just played in Oklahoma to a bluegrass festival that, you know, sometimes you play Ontario bluegrass festivals and playing this kind of music, we're like really outside what they expect and what they kind of want sometimes. And we played a bluegrass festival in Oklahoma, which I would have assumed would have been even more like that, but they loved it and were really open to outside music. And, you know, the headlining act, even though it was a festival run by Byron Berline, who's, you know, super trad fiddle player they had sierra hall headlining the festival and that's you know pretty far outside of bluegrass even though it's really great acoustic music because this music draws on so many different styles i feel like it really has ends to connecting with you know so many more people than are just people that are into bluegrass you know we've got a bluegrass thing an element to our music so i think we can pull from bluegrass audiences but there's also a jazz thing and, you know, jazz audiences that might not listen to bluegrass might give us more of a chance than if we were just a straight ahead bluegrass band. So do you like the fact that, you know, you can play around the edges? I mean, yeah, you can call call it bluegrass, but, you know, you, you have all of these other influences. Is that really you? Is that like the you that, you know, 20 years time when we're redoing one of these interviews and saying, hey, we remember when, but you, you know, you you're always going to want to be trying to push those boundaries and explore new things. I I love playing straight ahead stuff. So in the Foggy Hogtown Boys, like it, it really is a passion and an outlet to play straight ahead bluegrass music and try and play it, you know, relatively true to its, you know, without being uh, mimicking something, trying to be true to the style. But this new acoustic music is kind of the music that got me interested in the mandolin in the first place. So, you know, my heroes were doing this thing and exploring, and it's all about creating new original music and trying not to sound like other things, but still hearken to all these different things. So I hope I'm still doing it. Yeah. And I, I hope and plan on doing, you know, traditional, more straight ahead things as well. But 
And I hope I want to interview you in 20 years' time. I think that would be rather cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your band, the Andrew Collins Trio, are doing tremendously well. I mean, I, I can't speak highly enough about the wonderful instrumental album, and it was good, which came out last year. You're working on new stuff, though, already, right? Yes, we're planning on going into the studio in December to record two albums at once. So why two albums at once? Well, it's funny. It started off, ironically enough, um, me not wanting to to do another... I don't want concept albums to be the my thing now after doing this. Like, it was really cool and a really great challenge. But, um, like, I still want us to be doing different things. And, and I've been really wanting to do an instrumental album with the trio that really has absolutely no guests. And it's just the trio. And, you know, even on the first album, we have a few guests. We've got uh, Trent Freeman playing some fiddle and... I kind of wanted to do something that's really what we do when we're on stage. Also, a big part of our show is doing vocal stuff. And I have been wanting to do an album of, like, I've had a, a list of some of my favorite covers that have I've never heard it, adaptations done in, you know, a new acoustic-y sort of way that I've been wanting to do and a couple original tunes that I've been wanting to do. And... You know, people actually at the shows, they, they want to buy stuff that has vocals on it as well. So it turned into like a concept album where it's like two albums that it's a separate album, but like even the graphic art, when you put them together, will complete an image. And one is based on just like being an instrumental thing. And uh, the other is based on all this vocal stuff. And in a lot of ways, it's a little bit of a, I wouldn't say it's like a step backwards, but like a retrospective kind of purposely even with the instrumental stuff trying to be less far afield and hearkening more to my influences a little bit so when you talk of covers are we talking bluegrass covers i mean are we, um, are we going all traditional or are you talking something you know no I've a really wide genres? really wide uh array i mean you heard us do that kevin bright song nothing about us and uh there's another nick drake song we recorded a nick drake song a while ago but we're going to be doing another Nick oh, Drake which song. Nick? Which one? Uh, cello song. Oh, that's which, a fabulous which song. Mando will, cello song. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that, you got the joke. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a Mando cello on it. Oh, cool. And a Graham Nash song and a song written by Tom Parker. Oh, wow. um, Yeah, so all over the place. That's obviously Kevin Wright's influence rubbing off there, I think. Uh, maybe. I mean, I've always had, you know, actually, honestly, a lot of these songs I've had on a list. There, many, many years ago, I did a weekly gig at the Cameron House just solo. And I started developing a repertoire of just songs. And so a lot of these are actually have been sitting there languishing and, and much like the concept, out, the concept for And It Was Good. I had that idea, like eight years earlier and it just took me long enough to feel ready to to take it on and this is kind of the same thing and we should mention that for people who are not familiar with that album i mean that's basically i think seven tracks one for each day of creation yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and a bonus track that's just sort of like a celebratory one the title track and it was good yeah and yeah it, and it was very very good well yeah. thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's play a, another <clears throat> another track because you're you're live we're at folk music ontario what are you going to play for us? Uh, oh, well, we were talking about um, a song that 
speaking of the new album song that we're going to be recording is one that I wrote and I recorded a few years back, but it feels more relevant today than ever called the coming into hard time blues. Top the hill, just look at whose hands are on the steering wheel. Well, I've got them coming hard time blues. Well, the rich can rich, or poor can poor. Now the winners, losers, and I'm not the former. Well, I've got the low down feeling coming into hard time blues. Working three, working four jobs forevermore. Working to the bone, can't afford to be poor. Running around while well, a dead stand still. Had this become my worn juice to fill. Well, telling me that we're living free Just as long as you're part of the majority Well, I've got the low-down feeling Coming into hard time blues I think you mentioned before we started that that's how, that actually was written for the Foggy Hogtown Boys. I don't yes, know if you mentioned yeah, that. on uh, which album? On an album called The Golden West. Right. And yeah. you're going to do another version of it for, would that go on the, that'll go on the the vocal album? Yes. I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Let's talk about the, the trio. Now, you're here playing with the trio, but that's not the full trio. And Mike Metzatesta yes. plays with He plays guitar and mandolin and, and then, fiddle and, and fiddle mandola plays <laughs> yeah. everything yeah and then you normally have james mclenny on yeah. bass and he also sings a bit for you as well yes yes yeah. Yeah. and uh we he is actually in germany i believe right now with sarah jane scouten so we've got uh, a sub with the most named tim o'reilly playing with us who's oh, cool. also a super fine singer and great bass player and man of many talents. So what is it like being on the road when you're with the trio? You know, one of the things that I noticed you played a, a private showcase for us last night, and it was clear that you have so much fun when you're playing together. Do you find that, you know, being on the road is like the best thing, you know, getting out and playing shows with the people that you know so well? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, uh, well, I, I guess it depends on how the show goes, yeah. <laughs> um, but the the really enjoyable part of playing this kind of music for me is that we've got all these intricate arrangements and like there's always something around the corner that's going to be happening and hopefully for the audience there are all these surprises that are going to happen that seem logical after they've happened but you don't see them coming sort of thing we're always just trying to execute things and and you can't force that sort of thing so it's always this trying to keep your mind clear but concentrating at the same time so it's sort of like playing a game and just getting through a set and maneuvering through all the little technical maneuvers and 
tricks that we have up our sleeve is really a lot like a game and it's it can be really fun when it's clicking <laughs> and so you'll be going in the into the studio together you mentioned it um probably towards the end of the year yeah in december we're gonna go in and we're gonna record two albums worth of material and will they be produced by you i mean you'll like yeah yeah and and they're gonna be recorded at my studio we did the last one we elicited the skills of my great friend and mentor david Travers smith he recorded the last album and mastered it and and co-produced with me because he was really my ears during the session we had we recorded it all live with the string quartet and it just with that many musicians that's a little bit bigger than what my studio could handle or what my level of concentration could handle so but this will be just the trio for everything so i'll record it and and produce it like i have all of our other stuff are you producing many other people at the, the moment i mean I, I never know how much you actually <clears throat> able to get into um i'm currently producing an artist who actually won a songwriting award here at fmo this week uh, doris Fulkins, and uh i am just about finished recording i'm not producing chris Gould's actually producing but uh, I'm just about finished recording the Slow Can Ramblers new album. And yeah, there are always things coming around the bend. Yeah. It's always a great pleasure to talk to you. I want to talk about Kevin Bright now, though, because, you know, oh, love to. Andrew Collins, Kevin Bright, who do I like more? Hmm. Both oh, don't answer that, please. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. What, one of the great pleasures is what I, that I've had in the last few years is seeing you play mandolin with Kevin on you know, his mandolin projects. With the what the Upper York Mandolin um, Quartet, Quartet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, could you talk a little bit about playing with someone like Kevin? And I mean, obviously, he is an incredible guitarist in the same way I would say that you're incredible on a mandolin. But... Uh, and he's incredible mandolinist and mando cellist. <laughs> yeah. And when he when we're playing together, he pretty much exclusively plays mando cello. Right. So when I first started playing with him, I was at a point actually where you know, I still love playing music and everything, but studio had really started to overshadow performing a bit. And, you know, when you do your passion for your livelihood as well, it can, you can get burnt out a little bit. And I guess I got a little burnt out on like my passion about, about mandolin. And I actually kind of got really focused on pool for a little while and which was really liberating to yeah. be doing something and practicing really hard on something that had nothing to do with my livelihood. And I guess just over two years ago, Kevin got in touch with me to play all his material and it's really challenging stuff and really unique and far like required techniques that are really different from bluegrass and approach to playing mandolin and so like he's a hero of mine and so it really forced me to practice and practice some stuff that was really new and and refreshing and it kind of snapped something in me where I became super passionate about mandolin again more so than I'd been in in many many years and all the instruments and I've been really been practicing more than I have in the last 10 years. So this has been like two and a half years and it's not like an effort thing. It's just where my focus is again. 
So yeah, I, I owe a lot to Kevin for that. And he's such a gentleman to tour with and uh, a musical genius. So like getting to be on stage and watching him cut loose is pretty amazing. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that you're going to record one of his songs. Yes. Uh, Nothing About Us, which I think is on the first. Isn't that on the first of the of the Upper Mandolin Quartet album? I, I think so, yeah. yeah. I actually originally got it in an MP3 and learned it. So he got a band to actually be able to play the stuff live after Ernesto and Delilah, and which is two, a double album as well, actually, which is ironically and not an influence on my decision to do this one is all instrumental sort of brazilian choro type original craziness and the other is just all these great songs that he's written and almost all duets with rebecca jenkins who is also a marvel to hear and watch perform like really captivating artist and uh they uh would perform this as a duet every night and it's just a genius song called nothing about us I'd love it if you could play that for us. This is going to be on the the album. Do these new new albums have names yet? You know, I've had a working title, one calling just a song and the other called a dance. So a song would be all the the, uh, vocal ones and possibly and a dance would be the other one or a dance. I'm not sure. Anyhow, that's the working title right now. Something clever or less clever might come to me that I like more, but... That's it for now. <laughs> Andrew Collins with a live version of Kevin Bright's Nothing About Us okay. for Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference. What could I write and what could I share to make you believe I truly care about you I'm uncertain Cause every line and every word Begins to sound a bit absurd And this silence needs no repeating Just another flying crow To cut through the flesh and bone And I'm tired of looking over fool's gold And I yearn to fly on north wind It's all about you, it's all about me, but nothing about us. It's all about you, it's all about me, but nothing about us.
the floor waiting for him, but he's ten thousand miles in the future. A dancing dress on the clothesline reminds me of another time before the fall of the Sandra Collins with a live version of Nothing About Us at the Folk Music Ontario Conference. And that's going to be on the new albums. I like the ideas of a song and a dance. Oh, good. Uh, I think that sounds pretty good. It's been great to have you join us. If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? AndrewCollinsTrio.com. That's the way to go. Yeah, you can hear our music. You can buy our music, see where we're playing, read about us, see some good and some silly pictures of us that's great it's always a great pleasure to talk to you thanks again well thank you jan we only got one shape just one day for all we know hi there this is piper hayes You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. Sweet, sweet, sweet old religion, the bearers of love to their knees. Sweet, sweet. Sweet satisfaction Knowing I've got all I need The burdens of time Weighs way much longer The oldest of stories And the newest of days Gives meaning to lovers and Loving is magic, so easily tragic Sweet, sweet, 
I've got all I need The burdens of time with so much lighter
Vancouver folk collective The Fugitives, featuring Adrian Glynn and Brendan McLeod, with a rather appropriate song for the first week of spring, See This Winter Out. At least in Ontario, we're still experiencing winter. And this song is from their fifth album, The Promise of Strangers. Before that, Horsefly BC's Farris and Jason Romero, as Farris and Jason, with the title track and first single from their new album, Sweet Old Religion, which arrives in May. And after a devastating fire that tore through Jason's banjo-making business, it's great to see them back on their feet and recording music again. They're a fantastic live act. Definitely worth checking them out when you get a chance. And that's just about all we have time for in this hour. We'll leave you with Canada's own blues songstress Susie Vinnick with the song Drift Away, and that's a song she wrote with Matt Anderson. And that's from Susie's latest album, Shake the Love Around. And you can find Matt's version of that song on his 2014 album, Weightless. And you can check out the full playlist for this episode on our website at folkrootsradio.com. And remember, you can also listen to previous episodes of the show on demand. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folkroots Radio to you each week. And you can find me on Facebook at Folkroots Radio with Jan Hall and on Twitter at Folkroots Radio. You're listening to Folkroots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. We'll see you next time. Drift away From your worries Drift away From all your cares Storm is raging It'll be over soon Let it go away Drift away Carry on Through the hard times Carry on Through the strife Darkness is fading It'll be morning soon
your cares The storm is raging It'll be over soon Let it go and drift away Drift away Drift away